Did someone say, show me the funny? It doesn't matter now. Here come Cliff and Kendall. <laughs> no, no. Yes, it is. Yes, Welcome it is. to the show. This is Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. <laughs> it's just the age-old popular internet talk show slash institution. It's more like, oh, hello, listeners. You caught us in the middle of a song. <laughs> Here's a show. Didn't, didn't notice you there. <laughs> Welcome into the booth. We're, we're just going nuts on our own here at the, at the store, uh, losing our mind daily. Now, Kendall, have you been... And this is, you know, obviously I hate to break this to the listeners. Some days we just can't even talk to each other because we're so busy in our different corners of the store. And so, you know, like I'll be, really what's happening is I have sort of a normal day schedule where I'm really tired and asleep by 730 at night. (laughs) And that's, that's when Kendall really gets going. Yeah. I'm a night owl. It's like we're ships that pass in the afternoon when we're both awake. Uh-huh. It's very weird. Uh, but yeah, have you been going crazier than usual? Yes. This this last week. Yes, I have, and I it, I think it's all just getting to me. I'll, you know, day in and day out, it's butter and sheep's cheese. That's that's we're living on it, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Just I think we've just been in isolation too long. And we're seeing the results of, I don't know, how little it would take to push us over the edge into madness. I don't know. Right. Or, or into uh, extreme obesity. Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh, well, oh, oh, I'm oh. living there, Kendall. I'm at extreme obesity. Now, I have been, of course, ordering so many things from Amazon, but then also so many, uh, so much food. Mm-hmm. Just, I just get it ordered in all the time. And I even got delivery the other day, listeners, from... Uh, Ooh, sorry, it's coming back. (laughs) Smells just like when it got here. (laughs) Fazoli's. Remember when I got that Fazoli's delivered? Yeah, yeah. All those breadsticks. Oh my god! I ate them, but now I did eat it for three days. What I got? (laughs) So it was twenty six dollars, but I ate it for three days. Not kidding. And uh, you know, Cliff, it was a twelve person family meal. I would suspect it would take at least three days. Yeah, but oh man, those breadsticks. And they were almost even better the next day when I would heat them up for like 20 seconds in the microwave. And I, I wouldn't, I would just go grab one at a time when I was hungry. <laughs> so it really lasted. And what really, I was just shocked by this because the, I, and I don't know why I did this, but I ordered a, a full cheese pizza from Fazoli's. <laughs> and it was, it was just like a, a little bit more, like a couple dollars more than what it would have been at Papa John's or somewhere. But mm-hmm. uh, but also you could get the breadsticks and the everything else that I well, got. That sweetens the deal. And that's what I wanted. And so, but yeah. I have to say, this is, listeners, this is an unsolicited testimonial. <laughs> oh God! This Fazoli's pizza was ten thousand times better than it had any right to be. It, I don't even know how to explain how different it is from a Domino's or a Papa John's. It is, it is nothing like them, okay? It is, <laughs> I don't know, it's like softer and doughier, but not in, I, I don't want too much dough. Like, I don't really need the Chicago deep dough. I just like, you know, I don't, but it, and it had the flavor in the sauce. It was, was like a flavor in a pizza sauce that I have not had in decades. It was like I was propelled backward into the past. <laughs> and I don't know exactly what the pizza sauce, I don't know what it's reminding me of. I don't know if it's what maybe Pizza Hut sauce tastes like. 
you know, uh, Little Caesars or something, or maybe that pizza buffet that we had next to Watkins. Uh huh. But but it is like this different sauce that tastes nothing like Domino's or Papa John's. Infinitely better when I say infinitely, I mean it. And I ate it one piece at a time. I heated it up from the microwave, and it was just a great purchase. Well, now it's funny that. Of all the things that we could talk about, like bringing that sense of like memory to us, I have a very similar feeling about a pizza that I have, but it's all about pizza because that's what is important to us. But I, right. the same thing happened to me, and I for, I ordered a pizza from, some, and this has been a little while ago, but from some little place that I was like, let's try that out, and it reminded me of some pizza from my childhood or somewhere. I don't know where, but I was like. I know this taste. I know this feeling. Yeah. It has such a visceral uh, reaction in my gut. Yeah. And, but yeah. I don't know where it was yeah. from. And wonderful yeah. listeners, yeah. I urge you. Oh, but Cliff, I don't know. This is not a I show about know. pizza. <laughs> although, <laughs> let's be honest, that's what every show should be. I thought this was a Fazoli's fan cast. No, no. That's later in the day. Right now, we're talking about raccoons and lizards. <laughs> A natural fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Who better? In quarantine, everybody's a natural pair. I do love a good raccoon. I do. do you love a raccoon? I love a raccoon. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because um, I heard somebody. I think Charles was saying. He said, "You know, raccoons are real big these days." I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he said, "Oh, you know, they're all they're all over all these commercials. You all you see them, you know, where Geico, they're big stars, and they're just everywhere." And I thought, "Well, Charles, you make a good point. They are everywhere. <laughs> Bless you." Oh, oh, excuse me, Kendall. Did you? Oh, was that your foot powder that you just knocked over? Just came right into my face. Oh no, that's over there. That's my butt powder. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. I just went right Sorry. up the old Sorry. nose holes. Need a little uh, little cushion for the tushion. <laughs> Need a little love. Uh, <laughs> I want some more of this. Kendall, apropos of nothing, I happened to be searching just the other day for some uh, Judd's karaoke tracks. And I <laughs> was. Why not? Because why not? And I, you know, and I was so sad because, you know, I don't like to perform with the fake phony backup vocals yeah if i need backup vocals i'll get you or mrs potter butter butter churn or i'll form a quartet of whoever's around you know Uh i don't need it pre-recorded and i you just can't find judd's karaoke tracks i guess because they want you to they think oh they want naomi in the background they want the real experience yeah no we don't i'm winona and i gotta fly solos give a little hug <laughs> well, Cliff, I think also it's okay for you not to have to to preface anything with apropos of nothing, because that's pretty much everything we say on the show. Apropos of nothing, <laughs> wanted by no one. All right. <laughs> yes, raccoons. did you want to go into raccoons in this half hour? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I wanted to start with raccoons. I don't know where you got that idea from, but I did. Now, first of all, we got to talk about where raccoons get their names. Now, I don't know if you know this. From their parents. No, no, no. Their parents don't name them. They're named for their unique hands. Oh. Because they have some of the most dexterous hands in nature. And anyone who's had a a garden, Cliff, is going to tell you Uh. that they know. Uh, uh, Native Americans were first to note their unusual paws, and the English word raccoon comes from the Powhatan word Arakun, or however you pronounce that, which means animal that scratches with its hands. Oh, that's what I thought that's what Charles the Contractor's Indian name was. Well, and mine is uh, animal that eats with its hands. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Oh, oh goodness, dear. Charles the Contractor, he's over in his urine-smelling corner. <laughs> and he's doing one of those phone conference things with all of his high school chums. It seems it's his 40-year high school reunion. <laughs> oh, isn't it lovely, dear? We decorated his corner with some banners and some balloons. <laughs> oh, why, yes. Uh, dear, did you know Charles the Contractor was prom king? <laughs> Oh, what? <laughs> prom king? 
yes, dear. He was very popular in his class. But I will say it's probably good for him that there's not smell-o-vision <laughs> that he's doing oh, over no. a, a video chat. <laughs> I, they probably wouldn't want to hear about, about their senior class president smelling of urine <laughs> the way he often does. God bless his soul. Oh, yeah, I don't think he'd be prom king anymore. Oh, well, you know, boy, it's a medical condition. It's not his fault. Y right. No, Kendall, <laughs> it's not. you got to open your heart. What, what the world needs now is love, love sweet, sweet love. love. Come on. Yes, dear, of course. You put it very wonderfully. Right. I think I should embroider that on a doily. Wouldn't that be wonderful, Daffodil? Oh, of course. Yeah, it sounds wonderful, Sugarlump. Mr. Sodbottom, I'm sorry, but I just got to stop everything we're saying right now to tell you. I saw you whittling last night, <laughs> and I just got to say how wonderful your little creation that you're whittling looks. It's it's gorgeous. It Now, you got to tell me, it looks like, and I, I don't want to guess, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it really looks like you've captured Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn beautifully in wood. Oh, am, am I right with that? You are correct in that assumption, <laughs> boy. <laughs> yes, of course. He, he's been practicing. He's been looking at me for hours and hours upon end. <laughs> oh, sugar lump, you know, when I close my eyes, I think that's when I see you most clearly. <laughs> You're the most beautiful creation in God's green planet, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Good. You do go on, dear. You know that it's the animals first, dear. Then us. <laughs> oh, you're, you're an angel straight from heaven, sugar lump. You know, anybody else in the midst of quarantine would be ready to kill each other, and you guys just keep on loving. We just love it. You're an example to everyone. They keep on loving. I love keep it. Keep on loving, loving you. Uh, no, do you know that song? Uh, uh, bits of it. Well, <laughs> Not the whole thing. There's a Re Reba song. I keep on yeah, loving yeah. you. I oh, I was thinking of a, a different you. one. Oh, I was thinking of the one. There's so many that, that talk one. about loving you. <laughs> I'm gonna keep on <laughs> loving you. you. That's like, See, I know what I'm talking about. Who, who is that? It's like Ario Speedwagon or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Dear, I don't know what you're going on about all these different songs, but we really have to be getting back to Charles. He, I've made him some nice hors d'oeuvres that we're going to pass around during the Zoom conference. Oh, yes, and I want to go give him a high five for, for being such a good student in high school. Oh, that's a lovely idea. Let's go. Charles, Charles make sure you tell them about... Oh, Charles having a 40th high school reunion. Now... I think my 20th is this year, but I'm sure it'll be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> my 20th was last year, and nobody oh, nobody mentioned it. We just kept let low. <laughs> we just all pretended it did not happen. Uh, better that way. Cliff, um, now, I've been just banging the listeners over the head with all these facts about raccoons. Do you have any Kendall, that you, you want to share? Quit banging the listeners with all these facts. Sorry, somebody's got to do it. Kendall, I want to know why this is. In the wild, raccoons, they live for two or three years, but they can live up to 20 years in captivity. Why Why are they being cut down in their prime out in the wild? Cliff, don't tell Charles that. He will have one as a pet. I know it. Now, what are your favorite raccoons from the movie? Uh, I think um, from The Great Outdoors. Gotta be The Great Outdoors. Gotta be The Great Outdoors. Those little pesky raccoons and we, we just had they could talk we had subtitles and everything loved it oh that is just one of the great 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 movies of all time since we're living in the great indoors right now it's time to watch something about the great outdoors exactly now kendall this made me think of you because i don't think you can make this many sounds raccoons can make over 50 different sounds to communicate well, I've got at least three I'm working on, so <laughs> that's one for you. That's one for me. That's <laughs> the only one I've got so far. But raccoons can hiss, purr, and growl, often heard when competing for food, just like us. Oh, it's going to make a great pet around here. Well, you know, uh, they have the little masks on their face that make them look like little robbers. Adorable it little is, bandits. It's adorable, but it's for a real reason they have it. It's not just for looks, Cliff. Oh, they, um, to protect their identities. No, <laughs> you would think they have other reasons. They have other ways to deal with that. But just like uh, athletes, I know you wouldn't know this about football, Cliff, but 
football players that oh, it's wear where they the wear black... that cute mascara right under their yeah eyes. that mascara they put under their eyes it's to uh to stop the light from getting in their eyes that black absorbs light and, and helps them able to see better and raccoons at night they have all that black so all that light is absorbed it doesn't glare into their eyes so they can see better at night why don't the football players just wear sunglasses well it would get in the way of the balls get in the way of the balls can't restrict the balls Kendall. that's a technical term for what it would do Kendall raccoons are generally nocturnal did you know that I did, because you know I'm always up in the middle of the night, and I see them around, just running oh, down the street. But sometimes they do come out in the daylight, just depending upon if the food scavenging is better in those daylight well, hours. Well, true with us They as will well. adjust <laughs> their sleep schedule, yes. We will adjust our sleep schedules for food. Definitely. 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 Do you, do you ever wish that you could be a raccoon? I haven't put much thought into it, but now that you say so... I'd do it. I could do it. Especially, you know, I could do it. You would be like an OCD raccoon, so you'd probably die pretty quick. But I would be, you know, I would just dive into those trash barrels, just oh, yeah. face first, just eating day old stuff, half eaten donuts thrown away, just brush the cigarette ashes off of them and eat away. You got to go to the right stores, the ones that you know they're going to throw away the most food. You got you got to be clever. Got to be clever. Got to be wily. We'd be some... Clever raccoons. We'd be... You, see, you don't go behind Fazoli's because there's not going to be an extra breadsticks. No. Because you've eaten them all. Yeah, because the fat people are just going to shovel them in. Shovel them in. <laughs> if you see Cliff going into a restaurant, the raccoons are like, we're going to have to find a different restaurant. They're going to need a bigger boat, Kendall. <laughs> That's true. Cliff, do you know that they... Uh, raccoons see with their hands. They what? use their hands to see and feel things. They're like the Stevie Wonders of nature. No New Year's Day. To celebrate. No chocolate cake. They are. That's why that raccoon just came up to me that day and just like was touching all over my face. Touching all over your face. trying to see me. <laughs> Kendall, this is like us. A raccoon eats whatever it can from its environment, including bugs and plants. And they catch a lot of their food by snaring it out of the water, just like uh, when they just snatch a crayfish or a frog. Although they don't mind eating fruits. <laughs> See, that's where we're different. <laughs> that's where we're different. No, a little too healthy for, for us. us. I don't mind snatching some Oreos off the shelf. <laughs> well, it's close enough uh, to like snatching fish out of the sea. We're just fish, uh, snatching Oreos off the shelf. I just call to say. Love you. Oh, now, Kendall, let me ask you this. This is a little bit off topic. Okay, a little bit. Now, the other day, there was one of my food deliverers was an older gentleman. And he and he was like, oh, uh, thank you, sir, when I gave him the thing back. <laughs> and I just, I don't know why it just struck me as like this. I just like, I just wanted to be like, please don't call me, sir. <laughs> hey, you are too <laughs> old to call me. So I should call you, sir. You call me, hey, you, 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 you. Does that make you feel weird if somebody like older does it? Or are you just used to it? If somebody says like, hi, sir, like, and they say it like in that context, yes. A lot of people in the South was like, howdy, sir. You know, they'll say sir is like just a moniker for your name or something. But if somebody says it, like, respectfully, I do feel really weird. I'm like, uh, don't comment that. I'm too young. Right. I, and I'm not even that I'm too young. I'm just like... No, that they should be respected in... Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. No sirs allowed, sir. No sir. And that's no sir. not a joke. It's not a joke. <laughs> but it's time for some really bad jokes. Oh. Oh, oh man. Do I have some bad jokes? For you, Glenn. Yeah, I've, I've got one for you. Are you ready? Yes, hit me with one while I'm finding mine over here. Hit, hit, hit me with <laughs> your best joke. Fire away. Kendall, a visiting minister, waxed eloquent during the offertory prayer. He began with his arms extended toward heaven in a rapturous look on his upturned face. Without you, we are but dust. He would have continued, but at that moment, my very obedient daughter, who was listening, leaned over to me and asked quite audibly in her shrill little girl voice, Mom, what is butt dust? Sorry, that was an anecdote <laughs> from, from my life. <laughs>
<laughs> that wasn't just a regular man. joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was true story happened to me and my daughter. Well, that's what I knocked over a minute ago. Was my butt dust? <laughs> coughing it up over here. Okay, Cliff. Speaking of ministers, this minister is driving down to New York, and he stopped in Connecticut uh, for speeding. And the officer, state trooper, he smells alcohol on his breath. He sees an empty wine bottle on the floor, and he says, Sir, have you been drinking? And the minister, he says, Well, just water. And the sheriff says, Well, then why do I smell wine? And the minister looks down at the bottle, and he says, Good Lord, he's done it again. God. Amen. A man went to his doctor seeking help for his terrible addiction to cigars. Oh, terrible. And the doctor, he was quite familiar with this very compulsive patient, so he recommended an unusual and quite drastic form of aversion therapy. The doctor said, Oh, when you go to bed tonight, take one of your cigars, unwrap it, and stick it completely up your asshole. Oh. Then remove it, rewrap it, and place it back with all the others in such a fashion as you can't tell which one it is. The aversion is obvious. You won't dare smoke any of them, not knowing which is the treated cigar. Thanks, Doc. I'll try it. And he did. But three weeks later, he came back and saw the doctor again. Oh, what? My recommendation didn't work. It was supposed to be effective even in the most addictive of cases such as yours is. Well, it uh, kind of worked, Doc. At least I was able to transfer my, my addiction, said the patient. Well, what in the hell is that supposed to mean? Well, I don't smoke cigars anymore, but now I can't go to sleep at night unless I have a cigar shoved up my ass. Whoa. <laughs> well, he's not smoking them, so he should have plenty sitting around. He should have plenty sitting around. <laughs> when he sits around the cigar, Kendall, he really sits around the cigar. He really does it. Cliff, a doctor calls up a patient. And he says, um, I have some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> I Start that over. Okay. Cliff, a doctor. He calls up doctor, a patient. Doctor, doctor, give me some news. I got a bad case of loving you. All right, please go back and please do do the voice. He did sing that to the patient. And then the patient okay. said, I'm sorry, who is this? And he said, oh, it's the doctor. And I have some bad news and some worse news. Uh, the bad news that you only have 24 hours to live and the patient, he says, well, that is very bad news. How could it be any worse than that? And the doctor says, well, I've been trying to reach you all day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> A lady was picking through the frozen turkeys at the grocery store, but she couldn't find one big enough for her family. She asked a stock boy, do these turkeys get any bigger? And the stock boy replied, no, ma'am, they're dead. Oh, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> That woman for thinking they were growing. Okay, I got one more for you, Cliff, to really round out my set here. You got a tight ten minutes. A guy Kendall. walks into a ca- <laughs> tight ten minutes. A guy walks into a cafe and he asks for a bowl of chili. And the waitress she says, "Well, the guy next to you just got the last bowl." Well, he looks over and he sees the guy's bowl of chili is full, and he says, "Well, if you're not going to eat that, do you mind if I take it?" And then the guy says, "No, help yourself." So he starts to eat it. About halfway down, his fork hits something. It's a dead mouse, Cliff, and he vomits all of his chili back into the bowl, and the other guy says, yeah, that's about as far as I got, too. Oh, no, terrible news, boys. Yes, dear, it's awful. Oh, it seems Charles the contractor, why, he accidentally started urinating in front of his entire senior class over the, the internet. Oh, no. That that was bound to happen. Oh, no, I bet he, he probably just totally just forgot where he was, what he was doing, didn't realize who was watching. It just comes so naturally to him, dear. He didn't know what to do. Oh, it seems someone was making a rather lengthy speech in Charles Well. As Sugarlump said, he just let nature take its course right there in the corner. You know how he is when we make long speeches, dear. He can't help himself. He can't. It's a medical It's thing. awful. <laughs> it's, oh, no. Well, maybe we should go over there, help him sort of try and mop up. Uh, yeah, uh, the mop is just... Can Kendall, you saturated, but yes, we'll try and see what we can do. 
Uh, so <laughs> yeah, you Kendall, you get the mop. I'll go in the back see if I can find some uh, extra, you know, white. We need one of those sham wows. <laughs> yeah, I'll go see if we have one. You okay. start mopping. We'll be right back after this. Charles, Kendall's gonna get a mop, dear. <laughs> the night holds terror too horrible to be seen. From out of the shadows, something's coming. Do you think you're really safe? All alone in your nice, warm house? <laughs> well, look outside. It's at your door. Sorry. And it's coming to take you away on a journey into terror. Call now. $1.50 for the first minute, 35 cents each additional minute. And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. I'm spraying some of that pumpkin oh. spice <coughs> room <Clip> spray. <laughs> I love it, but uh. that was directly into my face. Uh, you're welcome. <coughs> oh, oh, God. It, uh, Smell like a October ham. You look like, and you look like one, too. <laughs> now, Kendra, I love that smell so much. Oh, my God. You know, I just sometimes I just sit and sniff, sniff. I was thinking, you know, once I wanted, like, just some, like, poppers you broke open and could really just get it in your system but now uh-huh. what i really want i want like an oxygen thing you know the thing that you have around and you have the two holes oh yeah your nose, and just where you could breathe in pumpkin spice glade toasty pumpkin spice at non-stop every minute of every day what forever. are you gonna do when you run out of that kill myself <laughs> no by the, by the time i run out it's really got a lot left in it and it's um for it's just for a small bag or bag, can, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever this is. You got a whole bag of pumpkin spray over there. <laughs> what, I, um, it would be better for our, not econ- for, I was going to say for our economy. It would be better. <laughs> fuck the economy. Let me go on the record. Uh, Hashtag fuck the economy. For but, our environment. <laughs> for the environment. If it were in well, bags. Kendall, so write here, that down. Patent pending. The well, here's what's funny. Bag. If my mother had ever bought air freshener, like, somewhere... She would have gotten it like discounted somewhere, like in a bag. She'd be like, "Well, this is like the bag that goes in the can." You know? um, but no. So, Cliff, speaking of of the air fresheners and smells, which, by the way, the thing in your nose is called a cannula. Just so you know. Candle, don't talk about those dirty parts on this show. But uh, I, I was seeing this thing online the other day where they have candles that smell like different rides at Disneyland. Aww. And like one was like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. They said it smells like bromine from the water. <laughs> and they had like the Haunted Mansion. It was like it smells like this. And all these different things. And it got it made me start thinking. I was like, wouldn't it be funny like if we had a line of candles for us, like what would our candles smell like? Uh-huh. And I started thinking about it. Charles's would definitely be urine. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just I was just trying to come up with what our all of our different scents would be. Uh-huh. Well, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churns would be a floral perfume with lavender, a lot of lavender. Yeah. Uh huh. Mr. Snodbottoms would be bowel waste. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yours would be Cheeto dust. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mixed with pizza. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And mine would be pumpkin spice and burnt cheese. Uh-huh. And, and burnt cheese. Uh-huh. It really rounds out the, the scent profile. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Love and, it. And crockpots would be CK1. Cliff, we've, I know we talked a lot about raccoons, but second half of the show, all about lizards. Leaping <laughs> lizards. Leaping lizards. Cliff, do you have a whole bunch of facts about lizards? Kendall is a frog's ass, watertight. 
Of course that is. Oh, that's is. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, then hit me with one. Fire away. Kindle lizards uh, can uh. fly. <gasps> Leaping lizards. <laughs> they can fly. 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 Kendall, your big fat eyes are not deceiving you if you see a lizard flying through the air. The Draco lizard, also called the flying dragon, is the only reptile that glides, and it's one of the cutest tiny animals around the world. It's a very substantial eight inches of lizard, and its wings fold of skin. I don't know. It has ribs. <laughs> uh, eight inches of lizard. I've heard that one before, Cliff. <laughs> That's what they all say. Saggy skin. I got no no shortage of that. Kendall, this allows this leaping lizard to fly up to 100 feet between trees, eluding predators on the ground. Do you think that's where the term leaping lizard came from? 100%. So, also... Did you know that uh, they have walked the Earth for 200 million years? They're mm. one of the few things that has just been around forever. Oh, uh, that, that's like that song, Please allow me to introduce myself. And it's like, but the devil has been here forever. I was, oh, yeah, well, I was there the devil, when this happened. The devil and lizards, they, they, they both have been here forever. No wonder they're synonymous with each other. I've been around for a long, long year. And there's so many of them. There's o- there's over 5,000 lizard species. Oh, isn't that beautiful? It is. Like we have iguanas, chameleons, geckos, uh, gila monsters, monitors and skinks. Monitors and skinks. <laughs> they can also do this beautiful thing. They can shoot blood out of their eyes. Ooh, why do you tell these terrifying facts about lizards? Kendall, the horned Let's lizard. focus on the positive. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a positive. I the know. Hor- Think of it from the horned lizard's point of view, will ya? <laughs> it developed a bunch of amazing adaptations to avoid becoming prey to the many creatures who like to feed on it, including coyotes, hawks, snakes, foxes, bobcats, and grasshopper mice. The coolest thing it can do is squirt blood from its eyes, shooting it up to six feet. But it usually waits until it's closer to the attacker's mouth <gasps> as the as the nasty taste causes the predator to back off, buddy. That was just like Jurassic Park when that spit in that guy's face. Yeah, and weren't the Jurassic Park dinosaurs, they were, weren't they like sort of crossbred with lizards? Uh, with uh, frogs. They used the DNA of a frog to complete the DNA sequence. Yeah. So that's why they don't have feathers. Uh, yeah, there you go. You solved the riddle, the conundrum. Solved it. Well, and see, that your statement only leads me more to believe that the lizards are just the devil. They've been here forever. They're spitting blood out of their eyes with their horns. <laughs> Eric. Let me please introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. Oh, um, boys, I, I hope <laughs> you're not... not the devil, dear. Please don't do a show about the devil, boys. Oh, oh no, we were talking oh, about no. lizards, not the devil. No, we were just oh, saying... Oh, how, lizards! <laughs> yeah, how some are just devilish and how they like shoot blood from their eyes and different stuff like that. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness! Blood from the eyes, dear! That's, uh, that's not very prudent! No! Oh, oh, oh. Well, hey, we we got all kind of facts about lizards. That's just the beginning. That's only <laughs> the beginning, everybody. But hey, since you're in here... Some weird stuff. Yeah, since yeah. It, yeah, as like Kendall said, how about we do this segment called weird do you want to hear something weird oh goodness dear is that weird enough about the lizards that we have to go into more details exactly dear i think we've suffered enough for one oh, day <laughs> you know you guys put on a good show but i know you love the weird oh uh, yeah i know that you do so let's settle in i bet kendall has a really weird one for us <laughs> oh cliff you know i do you know i do you know the I owners do. of a you home know I do. You know I do. uh that compared no, it to the amityville horror house are struggling to give it away for free as locals spread stories about it being haunted this is really for last year last week's show the four-bedroom home in louisiana was built in the 1930s and has gained a spooky reputation meaning no one has dared to move in despite not having to spend a penny to make it theirs 
One former resident uh, claims that the home is haunted by her great-grandmother, who is well-known to stir cooking left unattended in the kitchen and move the pots around. They said she's not even a mean spirit. She's actually really nice, but they can't give the house away. And I'm like, when do we move in? When do we, we move in? We have a ghost that helps stir and puts pots away. I f- oh, this is- dear, that's a lovely spirit. Oh, I'm sure she was a very sweet old lady in life. <laughs> yeah, well, when are we moving to Louisiana? Okay, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even really want to move back to America since it went out of business, but I'd go live in this ghost house for free. Yeah, Louisiana may secede from the nation and become its own country again. But it, it practically is already, you know, because they don't have counties. They have pa- uh, parishes. Parish, yeah. yeah, parish. It is yeah. parish, isn't it? Chickapin mm-hmm. Parish. Half the people in Chickapin Parish give the eye teeth, take a whack at Weezer. Kiddo. <laughs> All right. An, uh, this is weird, everybody. An Idaho man took 43. Oh, I thought you meant the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I was talking about this show, I'd say this is bad, everybody. Oh, no, This it. is weird. An Idaho man took 43 hits to the face with wet sponges Ooh. to break a Guinness world record while social distancing. <laughs> Oh, oh, why, why would, what a waste of a good sponge. Oh, sorry, dear. I thought you said he got hit in the face with sponges. It is sponges. Oh, that's <coughs> absurd, dear. Why would anyone waste so many good sponges on a face? <laughs> hey, your guess is as good as mine. David Rush, who's broken more than 100 Guinness records, went out into the middle of his Boise street to attempt the unusual record. And I say, if you already have 100, I think that you should be cut off from setting any more world records. Yeah, get, save some for the rest of it. There have to be <laughs> limits, Kendall. But the uh, 43 hits were enough to break the previous record of 36 in the category of, in this very well-known category of most wet sponges thrown in 30 seconds. Team of two. <laughs> well, and he also won the most dumb world records in one sitting. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's... That is absurd, dear. Why would anyone do such a thing? Oh, I don't want to hear any more about sponges today. Did, did we ever do a show? We, we did a show where we tried to break world records, didn't we? We did about 400 pounds ago yeah. and about, about probably 600 episodes ago. No joke. Well, we should have tried the sponges. You tried to eat bananas. Remember that? Well, I should I should have went for the sponges. That's something I could have handled. Oh, especially if I'm the one throwing them at your face? Come on. <laughs> We both could have won something. Dream team. Okay, being stuck at home has not stopped a British man from running an outdoor marathon, Cliff, and everyone. James Campbell, a former professional javelin thrower, spent his 32nd birthday on Wednesday doing a 6-meter, 20-foot shuttle from one end of his small backyard to the other after promising to run a marathon if one of his Twitter messages received 10,000 tweets. By the time he completed the marathon in over five hours, he had raised more than 18,000 pounds or $22,000 for the National Health Service to help battling the pandemic. Now, we, could, we couldn't do that. We, I mean, we'd never get 10,000 uh, retweets anyway, but we'd have to do something like uh, we'd eat 10,000 pizzas. That's something we could do. I mean, we'll be doing it anyway. We might as well raise... Might as well bury some money. <laughs> money for a good cause at oh, the same dear, time. Yeah, that sounds like... Quite the torturous event, running a marathon in the backyard. Who are these people, dear? (laughs) Wasting their lives. Heaven knows, dear. Heaven knows. All right, everybody. I've got another one. It starts like this. Georgia. Georgia. Georgia all day long. Police in Georgia said an officer rescued a snake that was spotted slithering out from the under the hood of a vehicle at a bank's drive-through window. Snakes? Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs> the Bibb County Sheriff's Office said Officer Rebecca Galeazzo of the Animal Enforcement Unit responded at the bank after the reports of a snake slithering out from under the hood. And the Sheriff's Office said the bank customer fled their vehicle frantically and went inside the bank for help when they spotted the snake emerging. Galeazzo said she was able to locate the reptile in the car door jam and extract it without any injury to the creature. And The car door jam. Everybody, the serpent, the serpent, 
<laughs> identified itself as a non-venomous eastern rat snake and was released back into the wilds of the bank parking lot, I guess. <laughs> How terrifying! <laughs> oh, dear, do you think we should go and pray for that rat snake that it finds its family back in the wild? Oh, I do think that's a wonderful idea, dear. Oh, yes. Now, wait, wait, what is what is Charles the contractor? Has he redeemed himself with his senior class yet? Well, or Dear, he, he went and changed, dear, and he wore his old crown, and everyone was laughing at that, dear, and he was really telling some funny jokes, so I think everyone's almost forgot the little mishap from earlier. <laughs> oh, yes, you know, boys, how Charles the contractor, how he can win anyone over with his personality. <laughs> I'm sorry, who? <laughs> Kendall, Kendall, Kendall. All right, well, you guys go and pray. Give Charles our best. Oh, yes, dear. Charles, our Heavenly Father, we need to pray about this snake. Oh, yes, dear. <laughs> I don't know why she's getting Charles involved. He's in the middle of a Zoom meeting. I know. He'll probably tell her that. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, uh, uh. What are we talking about? Lizards, that's lizards. right. Lizards? What, what else about lizards, Kendall, that just really struck you? Well, they, you know, they just love spending time in the sunlight, basking in the sun. Just Grooving like us. on a sunny afternoon. Remember that song? Yeah, I love it. All about <laughs> lizards. Yeah, it was about a lizard. <laughs> now, I should, have, I should have told this thing to Mrs. Potter, but I better turn to Mr. Stompbottom when they're in here. There is a lizard called the Jesus Christ Lizard, Cliff. Did you know this? Oh, Jesus Christ. It can run and walk on water. And... Whoa, it does that, and you will find the common lizard near rivers and streams of Central and South America rainforest. And because it has the ability to run on the surface of the water, it has been given that name, Jesus Christ Lizard. Jesus Christ, superstar. <laughs> you are exactly who you say you are. Kendall? Yes. This next lizard fact begins like this. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. That's true. Oh, it was like I started dreaming on the night we kissed. And I can't remember what I ever did before. What will we do, baby, without us? Kendall, did you know that lizards can form family ties? Although scientists have long Damn. known... Yes, that's why I sang the Family Ties theme song. Got and it. that's scientists have long known that lizards can take care of themselves from birth. Mom just lays her eggs. She lays her eggs and leaves. She hightails her ass out of there. What a bitch. And a, <laughs> I know, bitch. She's loca. Bitch, I'm loca. Hey, loco, loco. La boca. Kendall, about 20% of lizards have evolved to give birth to live young. They don't even have eggs anymore. <laughs> Kendall, but thinking of lizards as solitary creatures turns out to be one of the animal facts you've had wrong all of your damn life. Scientists have discovered that live, young, birthing, desert night lizard is more social than previously thought. I know, can you believe it? I'm shocked. These lizards, they actually form tight-knit family groups that huddle together each winter. Although the young still care for themselves, mom and dad don't provide them with food. They stick around for reasons not yet completely known to science. Hold on, Cliff, I am just erasing what I had written down about desert night uh, laying of eggs and changing what I, I, what I previously thought. Um, you, Kendall, uh, you, Kendall is reevaluating his entire life. This changes in this everything. Lizard show. Um, well, speaking of cha life changing, Cliff, <gasps> did you know that lizards play a very positive role in the folklore of many Native American tribes? In, oh. in the Plains Indian tribes, lizards are associated with healing and survival and also with masculinity. They're a survivor, they're not gonna give up, they're not gonna stop, it's a much harder, they're a survivor. Remember the Destiny's Child? Yes, I remember them, like it was yesterday. Uh, oh, it was only yesterday when I was, yes. And Cliff, lizards are the symbol of dreams, did you know this? Symbol of dreams, what a beautiful symbol. The dreamer of shadowy depths of other realities we perceive that is not on the physical plane of existence. 
Oh, oh, love oh, it! Hey, I watched. Oh, the, oh, oh speaking of uh, the plane of other existence, did you see all about where the they're saying UFOs have, have they released footage of UFOs visiting America or the world? Well, that, that it's just things they didn't know what it was. Yeah, well, unidentified, oh. where like pilots saw it. But uh, I read this really interesting article about this like professor from somewhere, some reputable uh, university, I'm sure. Busheltown Community College? I think that was it. And he said uh, that he thinks that this could be humans from the future that are time traveling back just to witness their favorite parts of history and wanted to see what was going on. And I thought, now I know it's crazy and weird, but isn't that such a, a weird thought to think like, what if they're time travelers? I don't know. I love that. I love that thought almost more than I love that it's UFOs. <laughs> I have one message to these humans that have come back to present day to see their favorite time in history. Bitch, you're loca. What have you come to witness? Probably because they found all these uh, relics of things and they were like, why did society fall and crumble? We got to go back and see what really happened. And they're like, oh. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. I have to do some more. I have to do some more sprays. Oh, just because that was such an annoying Cliff. thing. Oh. I loved it, but please don't spray it right into my nostril. Like you, at least like three or four inches away from my face with it. Oh, nothing smells better. Nothing comes closer to home. Nothing smells better than that. Not even lizard cologne. No. Kendall, who's your favorite lizard? My favorite lizard. Not the Geico lizard. No, uh, he's a gecko. I, that's a lizard. A gecko's a lizard? If you'll listen back to the beginning of this uh, half of the show where I said <laughs> no the different types of lizards. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I I don't know. Do the, the From the show Dinosaurs, does that count? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it. I'll go with them. They're my favorite lizards. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Big purple eyes. I'm really cuddly. Remember his song? Have you been watching that lately? Yeah. No. Is it on? Is it on somewhere? I don't know. Well, I I thought I saw you posted something about it. Maybe. It was, oh no. It, I'm sorry. It was on the um, the Muppets Instagram was posting about it, and um, uh, they were talking about like season two on DVD. And I thought, now there's a show I would like to watch on DVD again. Yeah, that why isn't that on Disney Plus? It was on ABC, right? It should be. Well, we're gonna have to do a little bit more research on this to get back to you, listeners. Listen, Kendall, you're on it. The ca- I'm giving you the case. I'm on it. I'm gonna be your chief who sits, sits here and says, <laughs> "God damn it, Kendall! I don't like your methods, but you get results." <laughs> That's what I've always wanted somebody to say. <laughs> keep waiting when this case is cracked. <laughs> Oh, I'll crack open that ice cream. Oh, I did. I, it's. I'm so sad. I had one other weird news story, and they left before I could tell. Well, but tell us. Listen, well, listeners okay. and I are still here in the booth. I'm, I'm sure you'll love this. A 24-year-old man was sentenced to 30 days in prison for posting on social media a video of himself removing an ice cream container from a Texas uh, market freezer, licking the ice cream, and then returning it back to the freezer. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That is weird. He tried to say, well, he bought it later, but they couldn't find the video of that. So. <laughs> I, know, I thought that was so weird. That's what it's here for. That's what it's blank for. Blank. Oh, blank you, Kendall. Blank you, Cliff. It's time to fill in those blanks. <laughs> Let's fill in these mother blanking blanks, you blanks. I'm sure it was a wonderful thing that you just called me, not something terrible in that <laughs> blank. All right. I got one for you, Cliff. Uh Uh-huh. All truly great thoughts are conceived by blank. And Frederick Nietzsche said this. By uh, mothers. Now, see, that's why we don't have any great thoughts. They were conceived by walking. Walking. No, thanks. Who knew? I thought it was mother blankers. All Mm -hmm. right. Kendall. Walking mothers. Blank is the collection of prejudices acquired by age 18. Hate. <laughs> oh, Nate. Common sense. Oh, common sense. And who, you know who said that? Albert Einstein. Oh, well. He said a lot of good stuff. That was good. I know. I, 
That's why I said I said a lot of good stuff. I didn't know if you were comparing, saying he said some good stuff, and then he said that, too. But not this one. (laughs) (laughs) To do a great blank, do a little wrong, said Billy Shakes. To do a great right. Yes, do a great right. You got to do a little wrong. That sounds like a country song. And we, I know, we've been doing 4,000 episodes of wrong, of wrong, hoping to make a right. Yeah, yeah. Kendall, 600 wrong episodes don't make a right. <laughs> Kendall, this one made me think of you. Blank is an emotional escape, a sign something is eating us. Uh, well, I want to say it's love or beauty or kindness. Uh, I'll go with alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Gluttony. Oh, that. Well, I went from alcoholism to gluttony, so there you go. Yeah, it was like, yeah, that's like, that's, you don't even have to write your autobiography anymore. It's a common step, you know. That all was right. it. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word freedom, justice, honor, blank, mercy, hope. Winston Churchill said London. No, duty, Cliff. Duty. duty. <laughs> Gross. Can I keep these bathrooms? Winston ones Churchill out of here? said it. What can I do? But just repeat it. <laughs> what can you do? Kendall, 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 Kendall. A blank Kendall, is a person who Kendall, will pay $2 for a $1 Kendall, item Kendall, he wants. A woman Kendall, will pay $1 for a $2 item she doesn't want. Uh, an idiot. A man. <laughs> Close enough. A man. <laughs> they go together. They go together like cheese and sausage. I don't know. I made that song up just for you on the spot. Oh. All right. I was, I was thought you were going to go into your Forrest Gump. They go together like peas and carrots. <laughs> That's where my brain was probably trying to go and I derailed it. Cliff, it is the nature of all greatness not to be blank. Uh, Edmund Burke said it and it reminded me of you. Not to be an asshole. <laughs> not to be exact. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, blank you. That's all blank I'm blanking about. You. Oh. Oh. Uh, so, do you have 12 other things you want to talk about about lizards? No. I oh. want to. Do you? No. I just okay, want good. to make sure you did. Perfect. Then, no, Kendra, I want to ask you this question because I, it's personal, but I have not gathered the courage to ask you this thus far. Uh-oh, it must be a big one. Have you watched... The Tiger King. I did watch it. You did watch it. I did watch it. You have well, not, have you? No, I have not. No, I. So at the and I hate that I did. First of all, because it was back at the beginning of quarantine when I was like, "What are we gonna do? This is awful." And so, and it was on, and everybody was talking about it and texting me about it. And I was like, "What is? I'll watch this." And everybody kept saying like. You have to keep watching. It just keeps getting crazier and crazier. So I kept watching and I was like, like, I I didn't really love this person at the beginning. And as I watched, I just hated this person more and more. And I was like, I don't really get like, I I guess everybody was just bored out of their mind and had nothing else to do. But it really is like a commentary on how horrible people are. (laughs) I mean, I mean, mainly that this guy is so terrible and uh, I mean, he he reminds me of somebody else in the world that just, uh, the way he acts, the way he talks, the way he takes advantage of people, the way he wants to be a celebrity and will stop at nothing to be famous and important and having his way right, that I can't, I can't separate him from other people in the world that remind me of him. So therefore, I just think he's awful. And the fact that so many people watched it and loved that about it made me real sad. Yeah. I don't I don't get the attraction. I just don't I mean and if people love it then then have at it. I'm glad you found something you love. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I just I just if I never hear another word about it, I would be just fine. And I don't care if that woman fed her yeah. husband to the tigers. I don't care. Couldn't care less. And I want people to do to watch this instead. Go to HBO Go and watch that mini series Chernobyl. I think that oh, will yeah. so much better. If you want to watch a disaster, at least watch a good one. <laughs> watch that one. Oh, it's just fantastic. That was a good one. I was, so watching that when it was over, I was like, I feel bad for saying I'm sad this is over because it was so good. I wanted more, even though it was such an awful thing that people went through. 
Yeah. So since you're yeah. uh, referencing yeah. things to watch, yeah. I wanted to give yeah. my recommendation yeah. for something yeah. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> watch where you're putting that thing, Cliff. Oh, yeah. How many times have I heard that today? <laughs> I wanted to recommend everybody go out and watch Dr. Sleep. I thought it was wonderful. The sequel to um, The Shining. Oh, all right. Really good movie. I'm going to have to see because, you know, I read the book. Uh, I know I'll, you did. I'll have to give you a long cliff commentary on all the differences. And as is usual, I waited for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also, I'll recommend, in addition to Chernobyl, you got to watch The Pet Cemetery, Kendall. The new. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that tonight. The new Pet Cemetery. It was really good. People, I don't know why it wasn't. A bigger hit. It was uh, the the. It was good. It was good. It was just. It was a big year for Stephen King. There was a lot of things competing against each other. A lot other. of competition, competing with himself. Things like us. We put out so many good episodes a month. They can't all be number one. One of them, you know. When, when you put out so much content, people just get they get like overwhelmed with the choice, and they're like, "I better just not listen because it's just too much variety." Right. Yeah. P- people, it really overwhelms some, but it's not a choice. It's a calling for us yeah yeah well that that's our calling and uh and that's a wonderful quote from it you. is but I, I have a good quote i wanted to share with everybody. all right um now you know douglas adams uh hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy one of one of my favorites i've talked about this is his quote democracy is all about not electing the wrong man-eating lizard <laughs> <laughs> thought that was apropos of nothing and everything uh. I think it's good, Kendall. It actually goes with the show because remember, not long ago we were talking about lizards. I know, I knew it tied in somehow. You were right all along. I'm so right. Don't hear that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, will this ever end, Cliff? Will it ever? End? Whoa! What is Charles? Oh my God, Charles! You're not supposed to have your pants off. Oh, oh I think dude, oh, I bet somebody on the the Zoom meeting. I bet they dared him. Okay, we keep going even in quarantine. We're just going to keep going and going and going. We're like the Energizer Bunny, and we'll just keep going until we just ride off the cliff like Thelma and Louise. Mm hmm. And I'm just trying to let you give a nod and segue into my quarantine concert series, but I know you're not going to do it since we've been talking for 10 minutes and it hasn't happened. So. Oh, well, why not? Why not? So, nearer my fat to thee. Plays on on the Titanic as we sink, but uh, but yes, Cliff, I'm glad you reminded me because my mind has been elsewhere. Seeing Charles flopping around over there with no pants oh. on, I got distracted. But yes, I'm very excited to hear your quarantine concert series again. I know you've got another one for us. Well, you great. loved it last night. You're gonna love hearing it again today. Oh, I know. I'm talking about for the listener's sake. I know it's great. Well, you might as well sit in here while I play it. Oh, you know I'm gonna have to. Oh, you know what? I'll- <laughs> Charles, Charles, do you want to see if the people at your reunion want to listen to my quarantine concert recording? Oh, my God. Oh, no, man. They, they dared me to show them my ass, man. <laughs> they said they donate $1 to charity. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Crockpot, start my entrance music. Thank you, thank you. And it, yes, is this not, look at this jacket that Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, she made this from extra wool, just some balls of wool that were in the stock room. And it's, I don't know how she made it glitter like this, but, oh, sorry, Crock-Pot, hold, hold that. All right. I know our timing is a little bit off because I was talking about the jacket. But anyway, uh, our first song tonight in the Quarantine Concert Series that we're just so blessed to have. We're so blessed to all be together 
here at the store. We are so blessed for so many other reasons that I won't go into. And this song is about maybe the greatest blessing of them all. And not to be weird or blasphemous, but sometimes I like to think of him as the king of kings. This one's for him. You know who he is. Twenty or so years ago I took in a little movie show About a boy with no immunity Star was Jake Gyllenhaal, the greatest movie star of all. I saw Bubble Boy three times in the theater. I just had to be near, cause I'm crazy for Jake. I love every single movie you make. There's never been another like you, for heaven's sake, I know this much is true, I'm crazy for Jake, crazy for Jake, from Brokeback Mountain to Spider-Man. No one does it like Jake can Action, drama, comedy, he does it all Someday soon he'll win an Academy Award He'll show those fuckers what the awards are for Proving he's the greatest of all time Every movie's sublime You know I'm crazy for Jake I love every single movie you make There's never been another like you For heaven's sake I know this much is true Know this much is true because I'm crazy for Jake. Yes, in every single role he is great. There'll never be another like you, for heaven's sake. I know this much is true. I'm crazy for Jake. Crazy for Jake. Crazy for Jake, for heaven's sake. I'm crazy for Jake. I'm crazy, crazy for Jake. It's all brand new. I'm crazy, crazy for Jake. Yes, you know it's true. I'm crazy, crazy for Jake. Told you it wasn't weird and it was normal. Well, Crockpot, you can fade that one down. Alright, this next number coming up. This is really an ode to what it's all about, folks. If you've got Jake in your heart and a song in your head, then the only other thing you need is what this next song is about. Hit it. I'm always a flop at a top-notch affair But I've still got my health, so what do I care? My best ring, alas, is a glass solitaire But I've still got my health, so what do I care? By fashion and foppery, I'm never discussed Attending the Opry, my box will be a bust Oh, I never shall have that Park Avenue air, but I'm in such health, why should I care? Oh. The hip that I shake doesn't make people stare, but I got such health, what do I care? The sight of my thighs never stops a thoroughfare, but I've still got my health, so what do I care? 
your face is your fortune So some wise man spoke My face is my fortune And that's why I'm totally broke Oh, my ship ain't coming But I grin while I bear Cause I got my vitamins A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H I still have mine I got no diamonds, got no wealth I got no men, but I got my health Oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. <laughs> Can you, I just, sometimes I'm astounded by myself. All right, the next portion of our show is, it's another portion where I read classic literature to you. And this is uh, recently published classic literature. This is from, well, this is, we'll start it today and then we'll see how long it goes. Homework. A Memoir of My Hollywood Years by Julie Andrews with Emma Walton Hamilton. I know that I am all that I... Oh, I should do the accent. I know that I... I no. Oh, okay, I won't. I know that I am all that I am, and all that I am is full and ripe. All that I am is standing still, waiting and watching and bursting with life, holding the straining seams of my skin, my passion and wit and my sanity in, waiting for someone to soothe and to say, I understand your home. Julie Andrews, 1978. It had been eight years since I first made the leap across the Atlantic from England to Broadway. At that time, I was 19, totally on my own, and desperately worried about leaving my dysfunctional family behind and the huge unknown that awaited me. I didn't know where I would be living or how to balance a checkbook, let alone how to function in an overwhelming metropolis like New York City. Now, here I was, with three shows, The Boyfriend, My Fair Lady, and Camelot, and several thousand performances on Broadway in London behind me, in beginning yet another journey into a new unknown. Hollywood. This time, thankfully, I was not alone. My husband, Tony, was with me. We were embarking on this new adventure together, along with our baby daughter, Emma. We were green as grass, had no knowledge of the film industry, and could not possibly envision what lay ahead. But we were industrious, open-minded, and we had each other. We were also blessed to have the great Walt Disney to guide us. <laughs> 